On this episode, I have questions for my new friend, Michael Powell. We talk about geeky fashion, toys, and hustling through a million different projects. So, Michael, one of my favorite things I want to talk about is that you are one of the last people I saw in 2019, and that was the first time that we've actually officially met, but not the first time we met. Yeah, we apparently have a lot of mutuals. A lot of mutuals. I was scrolling through your social media and just seeing uh, friends pop up, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how we aren't, I don't know how we weren't friends Way way long ago. It doesn't make any sense. Well, like I said, it's like on my my fan page. It's called Michael Powell Does Stuff. Yeah. No, that's... I do a lot of stuff. Super valid. Super valid. You were prolific because I was like looking at what... what can I, I was looking through your stuff and trying to figure out what questions I was going to ask and being like, every time another another site or another link popped up, I was like, oh, god damn it. Like, <laughs> well, like I said, much like Wu-Tang. Yeah. Diversify your bonds. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. So the first time that we... The first time that we met, but not really officially met, was at Erica Ishii's party. Yeah. And you were doing an erotic fan fiction. <laughs> and I'll be honest, uh, when, when when you started bringing it up, I thought it was funny because I don't remember I don't remember actually talking to... I don't remember you, but I remember your story. And you don't remember that I was drawing your story while... I, you don't remember me, even though we all both interacted. I think I was drinking at that, that night. I Everyone was, was drinking. drinking. Yeah, there was yeah. lots of drinks. Yeah. Hence, why I competed in the erotic fan fiction. You have to be. You have to drink yeah. to be in the erotic fan fiction. Uh, not really, but it helps. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I just I remember I remember that was a year that people were not doing too many funny, uh, smut mm-hmm. smutty yeah. stories. They were all being really romantic and really like just adorable. Yeah. I I like. My, I think that Erica said that mine was so super wholesome. It was unexpectedly wholesome. Yours was a girl and the one of the lawn gnomes. Yeah, the yeah. garden gnome. The garden gnome. gnome. But it was sweet, and yeah. I didn't know girl would have like such a romantic story in him. That didn't. I, <laughs> I was channeling channeling my inner Fabio, you know, <laughs> my inner trashy romance novel. It was beautiful. It was touching. I was. Yeah. It, I. I. Because like most of them, most of them, they're either too sexy, and it's like yeah, yeah. or they're really funny. This one was just like, aw, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd watch that porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one they sell at the checkout line at the supermarket. <laughs> so, you are all over the place as mm-hmm. far as uh, nerdiness is concerned. So, I want to find out, like, uh, I, I want to see how, how you got into that uh, by comparing it to Pokemon. Okay. Uh, if you were to uh, compare your nerdiness to a Charmander or whatever Pokemon what you want to choose. Okay. you want to go with Charmander? Um, I'll go with another one because this is actually a question that I actually asked some friends last you night. You already asked it? Yeah, I or asked you... I, I, I got their opinion on that. Like, yeah. What do you think? Like, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> so, with that being said, because I'm, 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 I'm old school Pokemon, yeah. so I don't really... Mm-hmm. You, you said Neuron? Uh, no, no, not Neuron. Um... I'm kind of old school myself. I okay. don't know a lot of new ones like Sun and Moon. I, yeah, I, I don't know. All, I don't know all that. Like, there's what seven over seven hundred now. If you did the name that Pokemon, I'd be like, I, I, yeah, I, I know the hundred, the <laughs> first hundred fifty one. Yeah, that's all I, I got. That maybe a little bit with the second gen, a yeah. little bit. But um, I say I would start with either Wobbuffet or uh, was it a. I think I would, I would go with Wobbuffet, maybe, or that uh, Wooper. So you want to describe your nerd, yeah, uh, your the, nerdy career? All right. <laughs> uh, either Wooper or Wobbuffet, little competitive you know, when I started out, and um, I would say, like I said, like the erotic fan fiction, quite wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, a little innocent, and then um, my friend actually... Uh, now, how did, how did you start innocent? Uh, just I just wide-eyed and like, oh, I want to get into this. This is awesome. I just want to check this out and do all my research. I'm a research guy. Like, as soon as I grab a hold of something, I want to know everything I can about it. And how did that happen? Was it was it Wikipedia or? No, I just, anything, If like when I started off playing Magic, uh-huh. I devoured that little rule book booklet that was in the original Magic uh, decks. Yeah. Or when I first got into D&D, I literally spent... I, I read the rule book, I want to say, like 50 times before I actually even Oh, my played. God. <laughs> and this is Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Uh-huh. I, I was trying to figure out Taco, okay? This is me, uh, grade school, 
grade school, almost middle school kid yeah. trying to figure out taco. <laughs> and that's like, was it statistics and a little bit of geometry and like advanced algebra? Yeah. And then um, the next one, my next evolution, I want to say, would be uh, my my one of my best buddies, Adrian. Uh-huh. He said the best, gold duck. Yeah. Hidden potential. <laughs> a lot of hidden potential. Uh-huh. And then my final one, um, my friend Nina, whose birthday was yesterday that we threw this awesome party at uh, Anime LA. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nina. Uh, would be, I think it was, uh, she said, uh, the final evolution, the evolution of, I think, is it Alakazam or Kadabra? I can't remember. I think it's Alakazam, mainly for the fact that the fantastic mustache. Oh, no, no, I can I can go, totally get behind that. So I just think it's funny that you, uh, so before you actually, you instead of dipping your toe in nerdiness, you kind of jumped into the deep end behind oh, the scenes yeah. and then revealed how nerdy you got. Oh, yeah. Um, I started off, uh, like I said, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess you say professional wise. I start off as a photographer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what were you? What, how did that get you? How was that nerdy? Um, I start off as an event photographer, and I covered conventions. Not, oh, that that'll was, do that, it. That's that my do niche. It. That was my niche. What was your first convention that you? Uh, my first. Well, my first ever convention, or my first convention I covered as a, a photographer. Let's go with both. Both. My first convention ever, I want to say, was. Anime Expo and uh, early 2000s. Okay. And uh, no, no, not Anime Expo. Scratch that. Okay, the, scratch. Con- Consider scratch. that scratched. Yeah. yeah. Con- San Diego Comic Con. Okay. That back in the day where. Do you remember what year? Uh, God, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Because that was, that was back in the day when um, you could actually get a badge day of. Yeah. Uh, me and my buddies, uh, sometimes we. We just drove down there, crashed in the car, yeah. maybe took a shower at our friend's hotel room. Yes. And we're like, you know what? Instead of driving home, let's just go for another day and just buy a badge there. Okay. And um, as an event photographer, I would say early 2000s Anime Expo. So it's just funny hearing you describe your experience with your first experience with San Diego Comic Con, just because uh, my first experience with San Diego Comic Con was 2004, mm-hmm. and um, my friend, my buddies were just like, uh, they were randomly like, "Hey, what are you doing next weekend?" And I was like, "I don't know why." And he's like, "You want to go to Comic Con?" I was like, "Sure." What's Comic Con? And I, I had no idea because like I was a casual you know nerd. I like Batman yeah. the usual, watch yeah. the shows, whatever. Yeah. It was only until like I actually saw Comic Con, and we. We drove there the night before Comic Con. Mm-hmm. We drove all night. Yeah. We got we parked. We slept a little. Got mm-hmm. in line, and we I think we were the first in line yeah. at that day, and uh, bought our tickets then and there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I I want to say um, I think my first real ever nerdy stuff was ah oh man I want to say early anime. Early anime. I was gonna say comics, and I realized no no it's early anime. Yeah. The the stuff that my parents got me into. Like Doriamon, uh-huh. Saint Seiya, on Betamax. <laughs> I still have my anime on my Betamax. Uh-huh. But I want to say, um, nerdy wise, that I really, really got into in my, on my own was American comic books. And nice Comic Con stuff. And uh, what 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 American comic book really got you in? My first uh, American comic book was uh, I think it was, I, I think I might be wrong, but I think it was a Uncanny X Men comic. Mm-hmm. And um, that was when I was a little kid. I was actually in the hospital getting a tumor removed. Oh, yeah. And my mom bought me a comic book from the gift shop. Yeah. And it was like the worst comic to give a kid who's in the hospital. Oh. It was it was the comic it was a comic where um, Colossus' Colossus's sister died in the hospital of the legacy virus. Oh my God. And I'm like I'm a little kid in the hospital, I'm like reading I'm like um <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Awesome. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I think my first like comic comic book that well, first comic that, well, you know, besides reading the funnies on the newspaper, mm-hmm. but uh, um, which you know inspired my comic strips. But uh, I think it was. Do you remember uh, Bone? Have you ever read yes, Bone? Yes, I yeah. remember Bone. Bone was in the the Disney Adventures magazine, yep. and I read that. I was like, oh, I fell in love immediately. Have you played the? Bone um, PC game. I didn't know there was a Bone PC it's, game. Uh, I think it's from Telltale. Okay. The same people that did uh, the Wolf Among Us. Yeah, no, uh, I hear good. Yeah. I've seen good things yeah. at Telltale. It's, uh, I think there's, 
three games of it. Oh my god! Yeah, I got got off of a humble bundle. Love humble bundle. Yeah, especially because you can set it to uh, all the all the money you spent go to going to charity. Sweet. No, that's pretty awesome. And oh if my you're god! A streamer, <laughs> and if you're a streamer, do that charity thing. Right off, right off of your taxes. You hear that? That's that's that good. Good helping this people, helping charity. people, and helping you. <laughs> okay, so and this is an important question. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of the which friend from the from Friends would you cast as the voice of Baby Yoda? Uh, I want to say it would be a toss up between Joey or Phoebe. <laughs> so when I thought about this question to ask you. Phoebe was my choice as well. I feel like she'd be really lighthearted, and it yeah. would be it would be. It, I it think would be cute Phoebe one. would be like when um like do the magic hand thing, do the magic hand thing. That'd be Phoebe. But <laughs> uh, it'd be Joey when he like um I call Baby Yoda Baby Yolito. Yeah. Because the Mandalorians like Latino. Yeah. So Baby Yolito. <laughs> when Baby Yolito eats a frog, oh that's my. Joey. <laughs> That's straight up Joey. Like he just looks up at the Mandalore and is like, yeah. how you do? How you what? Doing? <laughs> no one eats Joey's food. <laughs> no, I can dig that. My original question was going to be, uh, out of the cast of Sunny in Philadelphia, who would you voice as Yoda? But I think that answer is too predictable, too obvious. Charlie. Charlie? Yeah, I'll see Charlie. Okay, cool. I, I, I feel better now because mine was Danny DeVito. Oh, I would okay. immediately go to Danny DeVito. <laughs> Um, so I was looking at all of the links that you post up, um, and I see you interacting with Ryan Omega a lot on his streaming oh, services, yeah. uh, on his role-playing games. Mm-hmm. How many role-playing streaming things have you been on? Um, of Ryan Omega's? Of anyone's? Of anyone's? Um, I want to say I've been on just a small handful, actually, mm-hmm. but, um, Ryan Omega's the one, his game... I've been in the longest. Yeah. Actually, this year, one of my New Year's res- resolutions is I want to be more involved in the tabletop streaming community. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got a project that's coming up soon that I'm really excited, but I can't really talk about, NDAs and all. That's fair. But um, right now, my main streaming game is Ryan Mega's Blank Slate, which is a fantastic LARP game. And how, how long has that been going on? Oh, that's been going on for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about to go into our, I believe, fifth season. I play the Counselor of YI. And what's cool about the game is we don't get to name our characters. Ryan doesn't give our characters names. Chat donate mo- donates <laughs> money and gives our characters name. And I love chat because I, I mentioned one of my... Sp- the inspiration for my character was uh, a character from Babylon 5. I don't know if you're familiar with that sci-fi series. Uh, relatively. Um, so one of the people in chat named my character after two characters from Babylon 5. I am Lando Garibaldi. <laughs> okay. Which is kind of hilarious <laughs> because the country my character's from is based off of um, the Philippines, China, and Japan. And that's the least like Asian name ever. <laughs> It's a sexy name. I dig it. It is a sexy name. Thank you, Chad. Um, and you said what, what episode it's going on right now? Uh, we're in season five right gotcha. now. We're kind of between seasons. Between seasons, we usually play like one-shot games that's set in the world, but they're like different areas of the world. We, so the, uh, the main cast usually gets to play sometimes uh, other char- like one-shot characters. I will actually be on um, a one-shot on Tuesday at, I believe, I want to say... 8 p.m. to around like 11 p.m. Gotcha. Looking forward to that. And where where would we find that one? Uh, that would be on the Scabby Rooster Twitch channel. Gotcha. And um, I will be playing a kind of a Peaky Binder gangster in uh, New Orleans character. <laughs> um, Ryan is definitely a, a guest I want on mm-hmm. uh, on Question uh, Question Crunch. Yes. I love that guy. I, I will. I, I'll poke him. I'll poke him on uh, Tuesday for you. Okay. Well, I'll text him right after the show. Right. I, I, he needs to be on All here. Right. He's, he's, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, another thing that you work on is uh, Suit Up Geek Out. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that start? And it, uh, just, you know, an example. Uh, suit, up, suit Up and Geek Out is an awesome fashion website where you write a bunch of, you, you post a bunch of clothing mm-hmm. and you write about it. And I want to say that I was looking through your page and I have to bookmark it. I have to be on it again mm-hmm. just because everything on there looks so comfy. Yeah. I usually, when it comes to fashion, I, I'm not interested mm-hmm. in it because I, I like comfort. Mm-hmm. Comfort is on true, the top. True, totally understandable. 
and everything on there, I was like, I would wear that. Mm-hmm. Um, it started because honestly, there was no other geek fashion site site for men. Yeah, at all. Um, I've always considered myself a um, person who likes to look good. I, I have a thing where, you know, if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. You know? And so I decided like about five years ago to start that site. And it's one of those things where I just want to tell people, if you want to do something, you got to just keep doing it and do it on a regular, you know, constant, regular constant, you know. And the yeah. fans will come, but you have to show them exactly. that there'll be stuff that they can come back exactly. to. Exactly. I try to make sure every weekday we have a new uh, article up. And uh, I want to do more articles, mainly about uh, not just fashion, uh, like men's health and also men's mental health. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite articles that you wrote uh, last year was, um, I think it was called uh, Dating and Dragons. It's my, it was my little uh, dating advice uh, column and told people, you know, this is pretty much what you should really uh, try to do on, on a first date. First and foremost is don't be a creep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll have a follow-up um, uh, this upcoming February of another Dating and Dragons article. I'm looking forward to it. Is it going to be Valentine's themed? Uh, I, I tried to make them Valentine themed. Cool. Like I said, the last one was first date. I'm not sure exactly 100% sure what I want the theme's going to be for this year's. Let me know if you want any art for that because that, that we'll sounds do. fun. Because we'll I, I, I like your website. I think oh, that especially you. if it's uh, if it's promoting you know men's mental health, I'm mm-hmm. all for that. <laughs> we need men- more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like, it's tough out there for uh, guys sometimes, you know. Like, sometimes society is... It's tough for everyone. Yeah, it's tough for everybody. Uh, society expects us to be masculine all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, sometimes you just gotta, you know, do your thing and, hey, there's no no worries about, no judgment or anything like that. Well, there's that whole phrase, uh, man up. And man it's just up. Like, what's yeah, that I mean? hate, yeah. Man <laughs> up. Uh, I, I hate, I hate that. I hate that. For me, now it's like, when I say man up is... You do you. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I had a conversation with someone because they were, they were talking about uh, uh, gender-specific outfits, mm-hmm. clothing-wise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I'm just as com- – the, the, the only reason why I wear what I wear is because comfort's the, my top priority. Yeah. Because a three-piece suit is, is just as comfortable mm-hmm. to me as a tutu. I don't mm-hmm. really want either of them. <laughs> But I'll wear them. I yeah. mean, it's clothing, whatever. Well, sometimes uh, there are like suits, blazers out there that's actually really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, uh, I'm wearing today like a little velvet crushed uh, blazer, and that's uh, super comfortable. Uh huh. No, I've, I've I've seen like even at the our, the New Year's party that we were at, yeah. uh, you were looking <laughs> dapper as hell. Oh, that <laughs> New, New Year's is event. Yeah. Gotta go a little. Extra. Okay. Got was that a comfort thing or was it an it, extra thing? It was an extra thing, but it was also this winter. It was really cold. Yeah. So I wore my new leopard print fur coat. Yeah, it was fancy as hell. I yeah, I'm all over because like, I I remember the the theme was what was it? It was a uh, cyberpunk. Cyber, yes. And I'm not a cosplayer, mm-hmm. so everyone you know a lot of people at the party mm-hmm. were cosplayers, and so they knew what cyberpunk yeah. meant. I went online. and I was like. Well, what the fuck am I going to wear? Uh, <laughs> I decided to embrace my inner crime boss. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an inner crime boss. I have an inner hobbit, so cyber, cyberpunk is not... <laughs> you could be a scavenger or, you know... Um, actually, yeah, you could be a scavenger or a tech guy. Okay. And I think I, I, think I was going to throw together something that looks like a tech mm-hmm. guy kind of thing, but I, in the end I was like... Fuck it, I don't know. Because I actually, uh, cyberpunk is so broad. Whatever you do, it could be cyberpunk. I mean, worst comes to worst, just look at uh, movies like Johnny Mnemonic or honestly, even Double Dragons kind of cyberpunk. The Double Dragon movie. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I uh, I love Double Dragons. <laughs> um, I love for... that car. They like, it was fueled by trash. Yeah. I love it when the guy got like <laughs> oh, Bobo. I love Bobo, and he's like homely, <laughs> homely, ugly. If if you haven't watched Double Dragon, cool. I totally understand not watching Double Dragons, but uh, I mean for the for Christmas, my best friend actually got me the animated show oh, from I UPN. That. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. No, I love Double Dragons. I love yeah. Double Dragons a cartoon. I love Double Dragons a live action movie. Yep. Um. <laughs> 
What about the video game? I love everything about Double Dragons. I won't like. It's hearing, a great game. They even featured it on the movie The Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing, hearing you mention Double Dragons, my eyes lit up because I'm like, most people don't talk about that. <laughs> OG well, gamer. I just, uh, I just when I saw the thing about Cyberpunk, I have a lab coat from a costume I did, and I was like, all right, I'll bring this lab coat, and I started layering it. But every time I Googled uh, Cyberpunk, I kept seeing too many like neon colors and neon lights, and I was like, I don't... And buckles. Lots of buckles. buckles. A lot of buckles, zippers... Which, you know, that, that seems like something that uh, um, steampunk and cyberpunk have in common, the law of buckles. Yeah, yeah. I think it just depends on how the buckle looks. Honestly, <laughs> I, would, I would have said, uh, if you want to do a really easy one, lab coat, uh, band shirt, ripped up jeans, and just carry around an unplugged keyboard. Boom, you're done. Maybe a cigarette. Damn it. Yeah. I have all those things. Yeah. <sighs> I wish we were friends prior <laughs> prior to the party because, of course, as you 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 are in the fashion, so you could have just given me uh, easy step by step how to do this thing. Well, we're friends now, and I give advice. And if anybody else wants advice, just hit me up on a uh, Twitter or Instagram, yeah. or my uh, Facebook page. So if there's a party theme, and you want like a just a quick like you know yeah. what you you how many honestly, you said lab coat, uh, ripped up jeans, you maybe gave like me a four. band like a band T-shirt, yeah. And like carrying around like a key, unplugged keyboard and maybe a cigarette like there. Oh my god, god. that would have because like I I do have a bunch of yeah like, you would just... look you would look like a grunge version of Kroger from uh, Archer. <laughs> Damn it, I'm really bummed out. You had the you had yeah. the beard. You already yeah. had the beard. Yeah, well this beard this beard is it's 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 you know it's 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 it has its moment. It's mm-hmm. going to it's going to be gone because I still have to do a clown photo shoot. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and uh, can you be a bearded clown? I can't uh, because I feel like because uh, it's I do a clown charity every year. Yeah, and one of them was because uh, people pay mm-hmm. enough money for me to do a thing, and I'm even made a comic about saying that I feel like my beard is like it's it's taking up so much of my face that I feel like I'm cheating by having a beard. Mm. Like it's less makeup that I have to wear. <laughs> Because I've seen like a... Well, you could be like a... I'm blanking on his name. Caesar. Spalding. No, I would say uh, Caesar something. Like, blanking on his name. The Romero. original... Yeah. The original... Um, Joker. Joker from uh, the Adam West Batman thing. He had a mustache. He, he did have a mustache. Black, he just painted it white. It's like, I'm not shaving my mustache. I'm just going to paint it white. I don't I don't see how anyone could... Like, if Caesar Romero told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't... Like, I, I, I believe that everyone who was involved in that show, the moment Caesar Romero said that, no one stopped him because... He was a Latin lover. How are you going to tell Latin oh, lover to shave his mustache? I don't mustache? know if you've seen a recent article. Um, apparently, Burt, they gave Burt Ward pills to uh, downsize his penis in the beginning. Oh, my God. Yeah, apparently the Catholic Church had a problem with Burt Ward's uh, bulge. <laughs> <laughs> but, hadn't, but apparently Adam West, uh, you know, he stuffed with uh, apparently something called Turkish towels. <laughs> I feel like... I didn't know that it was a goal in my life to have the Catholic Church angry at my penis, but now I kind of do. There you go. There you go. Goals, man. Gotta set your heights. If I was Burt Ward, I would put that like on everything on my cards. I would like the Catholic Church protesting my bulge. Yeah, and he's like, mm, after a couple of episodes of doing that, yeah, I'm worried about not being out of kids or anything. I'm gonna stop the pills. Where was this article? Oh God, I, I saw it on Facebook. He's like, okay. He's, Apparently, uh, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, now. he just decided just put his cape <laughs> in front of his bulge. <laughs> now I want to go. Actually, want to go back to the old um, Adam West uh, Batman series, and I just like I want to make sure bulge like, shrink? The, the, the bulge or be covered. Yeah, yeah, I want to see if there was actual bulge shrinkage. Yeah, or to see if the the, the camera guy just decided yeah. I'm gonna yeah just go up, just go up. Can't make the Catholics mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Oh my god. Exactly. <laughs> um, how do you find the products for your your for uh was it uh, suit up geek out? Um a lot. Some of it is there are some um company who they send me stuff. Oh. Or I'm also on their press list. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just, you know, I'm on Facebook a lot and I just Oh. This is a really cool thing. I'm gonna write about it. Well, because I got I, I have a lot of nerdy friends who post you know post clothing and it's cool. But like I said, I I usually see them and I'm like that doesn't look comfortable at all. I'm usually one of those things where um 
I got sick and tired of just see, constantly seeing the only thing that's kind of comfortable is t-shirts and hoodies. I want something beyond t-shirts and hoodies, you know. And I'm not even a shoe guy, but your shoes also look good. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. It's really cool. A lot of these companies these days are releasing really awesome sneakers. Yeah. Like, uh, was it recently they did a... Uh, they did One Piece uh, anniversary sneakers, Batman anniversary sneakers. Uh, I love the Mega Man shoe that you posted. Mega Man shoes. Uh, this company called Pozu and also the company Tom's. They've been releasing really awesome Star Wars uh, shoes. What I was really... <laughs> I feel I, I feel like a sheep. And I, I'll be honest, I am a sheep. Um, I, you posted a shoe that was a 007 shoe, but mm-hmm. all it is is a black shoe with the 007 on the back. Oh no, no! On the tongue, there's on the tongue? that on the on the tongue of the shoe. Yeah. There's actually that a uh, gun barrel. Design okay, too. I feel a little better because all it took was a 007 to make me like <laughs> I kind of want that shoe, but it's I didn't see anything else. This is the little details. The little details. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I'm 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 obsessed with James Bond, and so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I kind of want that. <laughs> it's gonna be out, um, I believe, the end of this month. Okay. Yeah. When yeah, is the Adidas, next movie coming out? I think it's going to be released around the time of the movie. Okay, cool. No, yeah. that's awesome. Now, I'm a, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of James Bond. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, I think I, I, I at, uh, at my warehouse job, I was talking to someone about James Bond, and I was like, I, I asked him, I was like, you probably haven't watched the old James Bond. And they're like, yeah, I've watched it. It kind of reminds me of Austin Powers. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Austin Powers <laughs> is based off of James Bond. That's, that's, that's. That's loving the cover more before loving the cover before you heard the original. <laughs> okay, I want to say um, actually I want to say Austin Powers actually for me is he's more inspired I would say uh, the American Spy um, for that movie in like Flint or something. Okay, yeah. Well, I thought they, I thought it was more inspired by the British spies, not even not particularly James mm-hmm. Bond, but like uh, what's his name, Michael Caine's uh, earlier spy movie. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember, and that's why they decided to have him as Austin Powers' father, True. give him the thick yeah. thick rim glasses again. True. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's still there's still the parody parody gags like uh, gold uh, Goldfinger to gold member from James Bond. But so yeah, I'm I'm interested in the shoe, and especially since you said that the bullet, the gun, the, the gun barrel, the the iconic motif, like da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. Did you see the trailer for the new James Bond? Oh, I haven't yet. Okay, because the ending made me roll my eyes, and mm. you'll you'll have to see the trailer. All right. <laughs> but I, I I want those shoes now, and uh. Yeah, I. Uh, it's Who's your favorite James Bond? My favorite James Bond, uh, Pierce Brosnan, and I think I think, and this is how I. Well, first of all, I think it's just because uh, he's my first, mm-hmm. but I also think it's because uh, I see him as a good middle place between Sean Connery and Roger Moore, because oh. okay. Roger Moore is super British. Yeah, Sean Connery is super not Scottish. So, super Scottish, and I feel like uh, he was. Like super like rugged. Yeah. Roger Moore was like Roger Moore was weird because he was really fancy until he wasn't. Yeah. Like he'd ask someone well, a question and then before they could answer he would punch him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> originally the Ian Fleming uh, James Bond, they, he described him as a brute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's why Daniel Craig is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Pierce Brosnan I think is a nice middle ground. Mm-hmm. I I love him. Uh, and J- and Goldeneye is one of my is is my favorite James Bond film. Uh, who's your favorite James Bond? Um, I gotta I gotta go with Connery. Okay, the OG. I was uh, like, he reminded me um, kind of a more classy version of the Ian Fleming novelization of James Bond. Okay, he, he's he's had some of the most iconic moments when it comes to James. Oh Bond. yeah, uh, and I I see it posted online all the time, and it always makes me laugh when uh. Um, I forget what her name was, but uh, she's in the sh- she's in the bathtub, and she's like, "Can you give me something to wear?" And he hands her the washcloth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. It, we're talking a lot. Of, we we're talking a lot about fandoms that I didn't think we were going to talk about. <laughs> I always from, like. I always go off on a different tangent. Yeah. Well, from uh, from Double Dragons to James Bond, those are two fandoms I'm obsessed with, and so it's just interesting to bring it up on a day that I didn't expect them. So you posted on Twitter, yep. uh, saying that uh, what you would love is making a you, your your aesthetic is Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. and you want to make a Wes Anderson film with a super diverse cast. Yes, who yeah. would be your Bill Murray? My Bill Murray, I kind of want to say, I thought long and hard about this. Yeah, I think our generation, 
our generation's Bill Murray is kind of Donald Glover. Okay. So I kind of want to go, you know what? He's going to be my Bill Murray. Yeah. So if uh, Donald Glover, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, uh, yeah, I would love to work with you in my uh, Wes Anderson uh, film that's cast with uh, people of color. Well, films. I mean, if, if it's going to be, if he's going to be your Bill Murray, he's going to be oh, consistently yes, yes. throughout all your movies. Um, which is your favorite Wes Anderson film? Um, I, hmm, I, I kind of want to say uh, Rushmore. Rushmore. I like That's Rushmore. a good call. Yeah, good call. Uh, when I saw this tweet, because like I saw your post, um, like right after we became like actual uh-huh. online friends, and uh, I am a huge fan of Wes Anderson films, and so yeah. I saw that post, I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Um, I think because uh, Rushmore, Rushmore was my second favorite. Mm-hmm. It was it was my favorite for a long time, and then Moonrise Kingdom came out of nowhere, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's a really awesome yep. film. Yep. And like I said, my cast is uh, people of color. My my problem with uh, Wes Anderson films really when they use people of color, they use them. A good friend of mine described it best. They use them, he uses them as props. Yeah. Not background props. Yeah. You know? And I want to try something different. Being a person of color myself, uh, a lot, a lot of like big directors fill their cast with white people. So mm-hmm. when I saw that you want a uh, a full cast of people of color, I'm like, yeah, that's. Awesome. I have the white guy be the prop. Good, good. Because <laughs> well, like uh, I always tell people with Tim Burton, I I'm not a big fan of Tim Burton mm-hmm. films because it's always just a bunch of creepy white people doing creepy white people stuff. Oh yeah, like creepy. Was it creepy Victorian white people? Yeah. Well, even like, because uh, I always tell people, uh, not only Tim Burton, but the Coen Brothers. And I feel like the Coen Brothers are even oh, I like... I love the Coen Brothers, but yeah. It's... They're unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Hail Caesar. Hail yes. Caesar was really annoying. Yeah. Like, I feel like they they do period pieces just to justify having a white cast. Yeah. Because they don't think that people of color existed during that time. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because like, uh, what was it? It went from True Grit. They did a bunch of cowboy stuff. Even the new cowboy thing on uh, Netflix. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize uh, during the Wild West, uh, people of color pretty much built this country. Yeah. <laughs> Asians, the railroad, you know. But, uh, you know, history's ri- written by the uh, oppressors, so. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I want to see your Wes Anderson film. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fantastic. Like, one of the things I really want to do is pretty much use. Oh, I don't. I'm not gonna say use people of color, but yeah, um, cast people of color in in the forefront of uh, as many projects as I can, if possible. If I'm involved with them, especially in the production side of things, like uh, I love seeing that uh, in the D and D tabletop community. There's so many people of color now. There's um, Women standing in the forefront of game, like uh, my good friend Satine Phoenix. She's doing some really awesome things with our Guiding Light brand with D and D, and uh, Ryan Omega with uh, Blank Slate. I like I, I just want to be able to walk alongside them. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to that, now I'm loving the scene, seeing the rays of representation. Like uh, I, I've, I've told even, uh, even. Uh, the rise of female characters yeah. in different kind of oh, fandoms. Definitely. We're in a new era now. Yeah. It's good. It's a good thing. Like, uh, uh, we were talking about um, uh, Wrench Cook Among the Library every year during, uh, like, the end of May. Uh, they have a Star Wars Day. And I have seen, like, whenever I do shows, I have seen a rise of uh, girls coming up to me and requesting drawings of female characters I don't even know about. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences was Star Wars Day when this girl comes up to me and she's like, can you draw... I don't even remember the character's name. Uh, she, she blurred out a name, and I was like, I don't know who that is, but let me Google. And then she started explaining to me that it's a character from a video game. Ah. And she was like, I'm dressed as this character. Here's the outfit. Oh, very cool. It was so cool, because I'm, I'm not a gamer, and I didn't know who this character was. I would expect you're probably this year's um, library event. You're going to draw a lot of cartoons. I, I hope so. Uh, but you know I'm going to draw a million Baby Yodas this oh, year. Oh, a million Baby Yodas. A million Baby Yodas. Yeah. I did an event. You and... might as well just start drawing them now. It's like, okay, I already did it here. I already did it here. I've already did it here. Just the moment I get started at an event, before yeah, even yeah. the show events, I'm like... Yeah, like, like, oh, Baby Yoda, here, I already did it. Here's a Deadpool Baby Yoda. Here's a Baby Yoda uh, with Stitch. Here's, Here's a... a Baby Yodito with a Taquito. 
I've already drawn Baby Yoda in a in a, as a burrito. So that's already <laughs> that's been super done. Cute. Yeah, I did that for uh, Danny Fernandez on a lawn on her Twitter was posting about that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so one of your shows is Toyzilla Live. Yes. Um, and I, I, I was watching a little bit of it. Uh, what is one of your favorite toys from your childhood that would be weird to describe today? It would be a toss-up between Visionaries, which is kind of like a G.I. Joe type action figure with holograms on their chest. I think I remember this. Yep. Oh my god. And the other one would be, uh, Monchichi. Okay. AKA, I call them, um, like, really super cute Bobby Lees. <laughs> Shout out to old school Matt TV fans. Seriously. Oh, my God. Or, like, everybody in West Covina. (laughs) Why West Covina? He, like, he actually, in a podcast, uh, he said, like, uh, back in the day when he was getting, doing uh, Matt TV, if he ever wants to get recognized, he just goes to uh, West Covina. Okay. uh, There's a huge uh, Latino (laughs) community. Well, because I I know him. I, I first... Saw him via Matt TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm super old school Matt TV. Oh yeah, I've whenever I see like an old school Matt TV person get a job, I'm like, yes. Oh yeah, uh, Alex Borstein. Back then, yeah. When it comes to people of color, oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> except we have, um, I can't believe I'm blanking on their names. Oh, Keenan Peel. Yeah, they start off there. Uh, Keenan Peel started off yeah, there. Yeah, Peel. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I know uh, Phil Lamar. Every time I see him yep. doing a thing, like he he's pretty prolific. I see him oh, yeah. in almost everything. Every yeah. time his voice comes up, I'm like, "Hey, it's Phil Lamar." Yep. But I'm still gonna remember him as UPS guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug. hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was recently on uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah. And, uh, Which is fantastic, by the way. Way too fantastic. So awesome. I so I watched the teaser, and the teaser was kind of dumb. The teaser was. Uh, they were kind of being meta, yeah. where they were saying Poison Ivy was like, uh, "Oh, you know, your show's gonna be, you know, no one's gonna like it because everyone on the internet hates everything." Yeah. And I saw that teaser. I was like, "Yeah, it sounds. Your show sounds my, dumb." My favorite teaser was uh, when Robin was like, "When when am I gonna get my first nemesis?" And Batman was like, "You know what, son? I didn't get my first nemesis until so and so." I was like, "Dude, that's like that just." And he's like. Um, so, when can I have sex? Uh, <laughs> talk to Alfred. <laughs> and he, he grapple hooks away. Yeah. Um, what's so weird about that, so, what I love about that show is that it's very different than the comics. The mm-hmm. characters are very different from the comics, but I feel like they also pay tribute to their origins. Because mm. Clayface on that show is a theater actor, a very pretentious oh, yeah. theater actor, and that's brilliant. That's based on the original character exactly, of Clayface. Exactly. And uh, they had a... They had Felix Faust show up randomly, but not as a big thing. And they don't even mention his name, but all the nerds can recognize that it's Felix Faust. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, that's one of the things I like about uh, the DC Universe is it's not super self-contained like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's A lot of it is um, alternate Earth. They do play around with like the multiverse. Okay. So... The Harley Quinn uh, Batman uh, cartoon, that's its own multi. That's Earth something number, number whatever. You yeah. Know? It's it's fantastic. And I think the writing is uh, some mm. of the most the fine-tuned writing I've seen. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bits is when uh, uh, Poison... And it was on a recent episode. Uh, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a random gag. No, no, it's been out for a while. Yeah. I can... I can Wasn't? Or I think... I, so... Um, one of my, uh, I'm gonna skip this one just because it was on it was on this Friday and I don't want to spoil anything okay. from a recent episode. Fair, fair, fair. But one thing I really want to do, and this is this is not too recent of this episode. This was the not the one that came out this week, but the previous week. I really want to dress up like Commissioner Gordon, because <laughs> uh, their Commissioner Gordon is one of my favorite rendition versions of Commissioner Gordon, and I want to have like a little clay face arm with me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. My favorite. I want to say my favorite. Um, spectacle. Uh, Commissioner Gordon is from that fan film Grayson. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. That's one of my favorites. Like, I love that line when he did a, uh, was it a, uh, old old friends brings uh, bring along old, old foes bring new allies or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. What was it? Because like, oh, I remember that line. But yeah. he, he had such a really uh, textured voice. Yeah, I remember that Commissioner. Yeah. Gordon. Uh, if anybody out there get the chance, watch the behind the scenes. Uh, 
videos of how they actually created that uh, Grayson fan film. That's like a blueprint uh, on how to make your own uh, short fan films. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's it was just a teaser. It was a trailer for a yeah, fictional it was a trailer, movie. Yeah, but it was so cool, so, so well done. Like they, I love how the guy was like, okay, this is how I did that scene where um, I blocked all this machine gun bullets. We just you just taped the uh, firecrackers to the to the one side of a uh, trash can lid. It just stood there like. <laughs> And it looks good. So practical effects, love so them. The reason why I asked about the uh, the the toy that would be weird to describe today mm-hmm. is that uh, my nephew, uh, he he's six, and uh, I was explaining Stretch Armstrong, uh-huh. and that's a weird thing to try to describe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder. If, I don't know. I, I've heard some from some people that there's kind of an expiration date on Stretch Armstrong. Oh my god. I think I, I I agree with that. I think because yeah. I, I think I remember like they dry out. Well, the, no, I remember mine started getting like these gray kind of veins yeah. on the arms. Yeah, and it started looking real ugly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think uh, my friend had one, and he kind of cut it open, and Ugh. it had like all these little beads and that's some kind of weird like lotion like a uh, chemical around it. So yeah, I would say that stuff would dry out at some point. I, I, I wonder I wonder if someone found out the expiration date by stretching and having it rip open. Oh yeah, somebody probably did. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> I'm gonna I, Google I, to see yeah, if there's. I was gonna are... say I bet it's on uh, YouTube somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, I just remember uh, one of my favorite uh, memories as being a kid with toys is you always knew the toy shape when whenever uh, Christmas or birthday <laughs> would come up, you knew the toy shape. Yeah. It was, you know, square bottom, but then it would have that slant where you're uh-huh. like, oh, that's a toy. <laughs> um, we were talking about this uh, before the show, uh, speaking of toys, is uh, Walmart released an I- They actually released an Iron Giant, and they released a uh, the Lost in Space robot, yeah, the original one. Yeah. They're, they're going... Uh, Robbie, right? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, Robbie yeah. the robot. They're going old school with a lot of this stuff. I don't... I'm not a big fan of Walmart, but I, I kind of want those toys. <laughs> Especially Iron Giant. I'm a big fan of Iron Giant. I was super. I was kind of excited. I'm kicking myself that I did not buy the old school reissued Optimus Prime. Yeah, I didn't end up getting that. Was that also? Yeah, that was, that, that Iron was Giant Walmart. was movable. Yeah, that was. Uh, they created um, Optimus Prime back when he was uh, from the '80s. Like reissued him, like everything, but with new materials. Oh my god! And it looks good. It looked good. I, I was like. I don't want to buy it, but it was just the cab. Yeah. It didn't have... No, it was just a truck. It didn't have the cab, the back. So it was like that and 50 bucks. I'm like... I mean, I know Transformer toys, they're expensive, but I don't know if I could justify 50 bucks without the back of the truck with the Optimus Prime. Yeah. No, that's totally understandable. I mean, uh, my, my, my friend who... Uh, my friend actually got me a Rhinox toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a big fan Shout of out to uh, Beast Machines, uh, Beast Wars, Beast Wars, yeah, and Beast Machines. <laughs> well, Beast, Beast Machines, Machines came later. One. Yeah, yeah. The Beast Machines came when it moved over to UPN. True, true. My favorite was my favorite character in that series is uh, Rat Trap. Rat Trap. Rat Trap was now the original Rat Trap, or original when he, Rat Trap. Like he he evolved. Yeah, he changed. I like the original Rat Trap. It's just like so snarky. Yeah. Well, no, not not his attitude. His attitude stayed the same. His yeah. design. Changed oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he became more chrome as their. Yeah, and also he became like a little, like little, like RC car. Yes. Yeah. Um. So you like the original yeah. Rat Trap? I just um, like his attitude, his snarkiness. Yeah, it was that was uh, that was, that was a pretty serious cartoon for kids. Oh, like yeah. uh, I remember, some characters were morphed together. Like uh, yep. back in our day, they did not pull punches. No, no, yep. they did not. Well, I mean. Who, who do you think did it first? Was it Beast Wars or uh, Batman the Animated Series? Because Batman the Animated Series had some seriously dark episodes. True, true. I want to say... I want to say more with... Uh, kind of, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Beast, Beast Wars. Yeah. I, I, I would agree, just because I feel like uh, uh, Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers had more of a kid yeah. audience. So they had to stick to but, the source uh, material. When it comes to anime, no, oh, oh, they, no. they did not pull a bunch <laughs> anime of Anime did it first. Anime totally yep. did it first. <laughs> Evangelion, or even if you want to even go back even further, there's, um, I don't know, remember the series uh, Ronin Troop, Ronin Warriors? Yeah. Uh, Samurai Troopers, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Ooh, no. People Anim- died. People died. <laughs> 
anime has no fucks when it comes to uh, nope. no chill whatsoever. <laughs> Kid audience doesn't matter. Just nope. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if you could have a power ring from any pop any fandom, oh, I, what would I, you have? I, you I already have that one. one? I, I That's your that first one. question that you were like. Oh, I, I, I thought got this. about this when uh, the original comic when all the different color rings came out. Yeah, orange. I would be agent. You orange. would want orange. Power of greed. Oh my god! I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna have to draw you as uh, Larflees now. He's he's one of my favorite characters from. Uh, and I, 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 I mean, um, the his was it uh his mini series that was just fun. Yeah, it was just fun. Larflees is just he's a fun character, and I just love how you know what mine 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 <laughs> mine. You know what, that when it comes to as a co- toy collector, a yeah. comic book collector, I you know what I could go with that. I feel, like, that. I feel like even when Larflees gets dark, it's still fun. Yeah. He's always fun. Yeah. Um, one thing he's that will... the brightest bulb. You know, he's not the <laughs> sharpest knife in the shed. Nope. But uh, he knows what he wants and he's going to get it. <laughs> and that's how I kind of want to... That's how I decided I'm going to attack 2020. I know what I want. I'm going to go get it. This is your year of Larflees? My year of Larflees. <laughs> year of Agent Orange. And I wear leopard print, so there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I uh, um, so one thing that will always bum me out is that every time a Christmas comes and goes, I'm always annoyed that they don't have an animated Larfleeze Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to see uh, Larfleeze in uh, the Hardy Quinn series. Well, you've read. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd be down. Oh my god. Uh, well, because it, it, it has to be Hardy Quinn. DC, if you're uh, listening to this, yeah, this is how, I, listening. I, this is how <laughs> I would pitch my uh, Larfrees episode. It'll be in the, in the Hardy Quinn uh, anime series. Larf, it'll be a Christmas special. Yeah, Larfrees kidnaps Santa. Well, he did that in the comics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn has to save him as, as a Santa savior. Oh, I can dig that. It would be Harley saves Christmas. Yeah. I would, I would easily watch that. I would buy it. I would... And also, Larfrees teams up with Krumpus. <laughs> I've I've been bummed out whenever uh, there's no Larflees because like DC has their streaming service mm-hmm. where I'm like make me some Larflees stuff give me I feel like DC a lot of times drops the ball on their merch yeah that I would easily buy I definitely want to get at some point um, the orange power battery and ring yeah I need to get that of course I've I've often thought like if I could give, if 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 I was more uh, if I I'm not. I'm barely amateur when it comes to cosplaying. I don't cosplay at all. But if I was a professional cosplayer, I would dress up like Lara Flea's during Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? If you shave your beard, I could definitely see you as a Blue Beetle, or uh, maybe even uh, Booster Gold. I would. De- I would be more than willing to be yeah. Bo- Booster Booster Gold. Yeah, find someone to be your Blue Beetle. Blue and gold. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, I love uh, that duel, the, blue and gold. The only cosplay that cosplay I have decided that I, I'm really interested in doing is Commissioner Gordon from Harley Quinn. Yeah, I love that do Commissioner that, Gordon. Do that because <laughs> that, that one is just—he's insane. And... I'm just saying, like, honestly, <laughs> if you find someone to be your Blue Beetle, uh-huh. be uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle during the Justice League Europe. Okay, when they're pretty much like the Three Stooges. Okay, <laughs> humor. I and so what 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 is it called Booster Gold Europe? What, what uh, it's called, called uh, Justice Justice League Justice Europe. Justice League Europe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was uh, Martian Manhunter uh, was the leader of that. Yeah. And because um, I'm a big fan of Three Stooges, so. Oh yeah, read the old like, the the comedy that is top notch. Nice. It's very uh, sitcommy. Okay. Um, which video game would you love to put Popeye in? Okay, that. You know what? I want. You know what? I'm gonna go with the uh, the upcoming Cyberpunk game. Actually, okay. Some Cyberpunk 2099. <laughs> I want to see a Street Samurai Popeye instead oh my of God. instead of uh, spinach. Is he uses stems? Yeah, that's like spinach brand stems. He's like bulking up, Hulk like into like he just plugs in his arm. Popeye, boom. Or do you want a more eight bit version of his theme song? <laughs> no, it's just, he, he, he. You see like all these ads just like, playing like in the, <laughs> behind him. It's like ba, 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 ba. <laughs> eat spinach. You keep you keep coming up with ideas that I really want to yeah, draw. Or, or Popeye. No, his job would be he would be uh, he would run a diner with yeah. olive oil. Okay. 
Well, because now I want to do a cyberpunk cl- hot bike. Because I think yeah. that would be an awesome prince. Or a, no, actually, scratch that. Yeah, he, he would be the bouncer of a club where Olive Oil sings at. <laughs> I feel like you're writing prints for me because I'm like, I do, I do a lot of convention shows, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I an d- idea guy. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I, I feel bad because I feel like uh, now I'm going to start using this podcast as a way to, to come up with ideas and to draw. Hey, anybody out there who's listening and they want to work with me, you know what? I'll give you a ton of ideas. Oh, I I, I think they've realized that well, listen to this, uh, people are writing this down and any artist Pure that's listening gold. to this, any artist who's listening to this is writing things down. I was like, all right, cool. Well, that's a print. That's a print. All right, awesome. No, just, you know what? Just give me a cut and my cut will be maybe you know a buck off of each print and you give me the print, uh, original print. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to draw you as Laura Fleas. I think that's, thank you. Thank whenever you. I see, uh, whenever I see someone, whenever I meet someone who loves Laura Fleas as much as I would like to think mm-hmm. I do, um, that always ha- well, has see, to I happen. I think any comic book collector or toy collector, that I said before, is pretty much Laura Fleas. Okay. We want like, oh, it's new. Want it? Want it? Mine, <laughs> mine, mine. I feel that's that's how I feel about collections. Whenever I need a, I, I need a collection complete. Mm-hmm. Whenever I like, I, especially Star Wars collectors. Yeah. All of us. They're nuts. We're all our freezes. Yeah. Well, okay, so one year at Comic-Con, uh, you, I mean, you go to Comic-Con, so oh. you probably get the people that ask, you know, can you get this thing for Oh, me? yeah, the Hasbro booth. Yeah. Oh, oh man, are you going to be at the Hasbro booth? Can, uh, can you get oh, me that uh, Boba Fett? Oh, you're going to be at the Hasbro booth? Can you get me that trans- that uh, Ecto-1 Transformer? Yeah. Um. Well, okay, the so... Magic, the Magic the Gathering set from, Has- from Hasbro? My story was actually going to be about Hasbro. Yeah. Because someone asked me to get the Morphin, the, the, the Morpher. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're like, and this is the first time I ever dealt with collectors. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never dealt with them. And they're like, uh, he's like, oh, can you hit, can you get the morpher? And I was like, all right, whatever. So I go over to uh, Hasbro, and I was like, oh, you know, how can I get it? Because I, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and the person's like, well, you had to wake up early to go to this panel to get a mm-hmm. raffle ticket to get in line. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a whole chore now. And honestly, at this point, it's just you know what, I will pay. It's, Sometimes you know it's worth paying the extra money. Do you know what? Sleep in. You know what? Not gonna fight the San Diego traffic or yeah. anything. Just pay the extra. Get it that way off eBay. So you, you fight or, it? or 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 buy it uh, from Toyzilla. Uh, we, we will be opening. Hey. Uh, we are usually at a San Diego Comic Con, and you could. We're usually buying up all the exclusives, and you could pick up the exclusives at a uh, Toyzilla where. Just pretty much across the street from our old location. Can they get it from you online? Huh? Can they get it from you online, or do they have to um, go physically? They to your physically store? have to go to the store. Sometimes uh, David, the person who owns uh, Toyzilla, will is willing to ship it. But uh, best bet is actually just going there and picking it up. Okay. Do you do you have the Ecto? Yes. Transformer. Yes. Okay. Well, I, me personally, I do have it, and I know the store has one as well. Right okay. Because I, I I might have to visit your store yeah. now because yeah. uh, that that's. That's one thing that I didn't. Well, I remember seeing it as an exclusive and being like, "I want that," but I don't really want that enough to go and do yeah, a thing. I think it's it. like a hundred. Like we're selling it about a hundred something. Okay. Which is not too bad because I think uh, retailing uh, it was like eighty. Uh-huh. So, it's not bad. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm 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 debating it now. Well, because like no no. It looks when awesome, say- and it comes in the package. Uh, looks like the proton pack. Yeah, yeah. When I, say, wear it. when I say I'm debating it, it's more along the lines of I totally want it, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm right now trying to tell myself, yeah, but that could be food. I'm like, yeah, but it's the Ecto one. <laughs> I tell people, you know what? Sometimes you got as a collector, you want everything right then and now, but we also got to look at our wallets. So you know what? Just start saving like a, oh, five per- bucks a week or something. I'm super confident I'm going to go and buy that Ecto-1 because that, that's the thing that I wanted. And now that I know that your store has I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this episode is going to come out in uh, February. Oh. So let's start talking about Valentine's. All right. Um, what would uh, Lord Zed and Rita Pulsa do on their Valentine hmm. date? I would, I kind of want to say it will be a cross between, first it will be uh, skeet shooting. Okay. With the... Uh, <laughs> Lord Zed with his staff. And also, they were like using their staff to you know, skeet shoot. Yeah. And then they would go over to Finsters and uh, they would do the, they would recreate that uh, what is it called uh, the the that scene in Ghost yeah. where they're like <laughs> making the pot the, the clay potteries, but they're making like putties. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. Uh, who who would be in front? 
Huh? Who'd be in front? Is it, is it classic ghost where Rita's in front, or would it be Zed in front? I would say Zed would be, like, behind her. Okay, so classic classic yeah. ghost. Yeah. All right. You know what? That's another RPG. That will sell. Yeah. Real, like... Recreate the ghost scene with Rita Bo- oh, Bosa and uh, it's Lord done. Zed. It's it's uh, and they're uh, making a little putty. Yeah, I'm 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 already going to my head. I'm like, oh, I would draw that. That that would be a thing. That could be a thing, especially for Valentine's yeah. Day. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also, uh, Power Morphicon is uh, going to come up soon. Okay. A uh, shout out to my friend Lauren and Scott Zilner. They're they run the con, and it is uh, if you're a Power Ranger fan, Sentai fan, even Common Rider. That's an awesome convention to go. When does that con happen? Um, and w- when and where? It's uh, usually at the Pasadena Convention Center, mm-hmm. uh, but I believe the last one they held it at the Anaheim Convention Center. Okay. Actually, I think it's going to be at the Anaheim Convention Center, but um, I'm not entirely sure. Just go online, look up Power Morphicon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm it's definitely... A, yeah, it's an awesome convention. You, so is it when you say it's coming up, is it in February or... It's not February. Or, or I think it's a, a, a little while. You got a while. Okay, you cool. Got a while. Okay, cool. But a lot of cosplayers and... Uh, a lot of really cool stuff. They actually. Last, I'm asking just as far as like if last you get year a booth. they actually had some of the original Power Ranger actors. Nice. Uh, do a kind of a script read, but they did a script read from the Boom Comics Power Rangers uh, issue. Yeah. So they had um, got everybody who was on it, but I know that the actors that played Bulk and Skull, <laughs> they were voicing their characters in the. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I uh, on Hulu they posted uh, uh, the Power Ranger movie again, and I was like, I gotta watch this and seeing Bulk and Skull. Yeah. I'm like, oh, honestly, um, if you if you get a chance, check out the Power Rangers comic book that's out right now from Boom Comics. Okay, they're also doing a Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover right now. Nice. I think the turtles are going all over the place. Oh, the, awesome! Once again, another thing: the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book is seriously. So good. It's better than it should be. And this is like, they're going old school with uh, like Eastman and um, I'm blanking out the other creator of Tur- yeah. Turtles. But um, people, the foot are killing people. <laughs> the Master Spinner is killing people. People are dying. And there's also nods to the old school toys like we had back in the, our day. Uh, one of the story arcs, it had Ace Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Ace Duck was a uh, intergalactic. Uh, he was a part of a freedom fighter. Uh huh. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. I because like the, the the main comic that I'm really that I religiously pick up mm-hmm. is Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters, oh, Ghostbusters is great too. They actually did a uh, they did a crossover with the with IDW. Oh, they did well, no, a lot of crossovers. They did a crossover with uh, Teenage Mutant Tur- Turtles. Yes, and. Uh, Ghostbusters. Well, I mean that that's that's how the Ghostbusters got the portal to uh, go, to go to different universes. Yeah, is because Donatello showed him the technology, mm-hmm. and then once uh, Donatello showed Egon the technology, it's been insane. Yeah, the multiverse of IDWs, like they have like what Turtles, Transformers, Ghostbusters, GI Joe, Mars Attacks, right? I think Mars, Mars Attacks because yeah, Mars Attacks invaded yeah. a Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, do you read the Ghostbuster comic book? Um, off and on, I wouldn't say I, I read it religiously, but yeah. uh, I pick it up from time to time. Because my favorite story arc is when the '80s team met up with the with with the cartoon team. Yeah, that's one that of my favorite one. one. That was a good story arc. Because I feel like uh, my favorite part was uh, that the art style changed depending I, I, on what I, universe I, yeah. you're in. I also kind of like the one where um, the the Ghostbuster team. They got lost in time. Each of them were in a different time period. Yeah. Like, uh, was it? Uh, I think Ray was in the Ray, Middle Ray, Ages. Ray, yeah, Ray was in the Middle Ages, and um, Venkman was in the cat. Yeah, in the he old was West. cowboy. Yeah. He created like a steampunk proton pack. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. He was dressed like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, because I re- I remember the uh, yeah the poncho. I want to say it was. Bangler, well, Egon was uh, in the future. Okay. And, uh, I picked up all of them. Yeah, they I had the covers. More, he was the one actually trying to find all the other members. Yeah. yeah. Now, that was a good story arc. Um, I think that was before like before the team that's going on, that's yeah. been going on for years. That was a that was an awesome, like, you know, mini, like, it was a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like the t- the time travel one happened prior to uh, the the one right the team right now is Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening, and yeah. they have a really 
cartoony look mm-hmm. and anytime i'm in a comic book store and someone says you know what book do you recommend it's always ghostbusters, ghostbusters. no matter what no matter what the person's mm-hmm. into i'm always going to say ghostbusters i might even apologize saying i don't know anything about you you might like horror books i don't know but there's ghosts <laughs> there you go <laughs> so after the, back to rita and zed uh, what do they do after the clay, or is that the end of the night? Or um, I'll say they—that's when they uh, go off and uh, maybe watch the Earth from the moon uh-huh. instead of the other way around, Aww. and you know, just have a nice night in. Yeah, have do, a nice night in. Do they have like a, a a boat on the moon, and you know, Goldar's there rowing the boat as they're looking at Earth? Maybe on the dark <laughs> side of the moon. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty romantic. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. Wholesome. <laughs> So, what social media, where can people find your stuff? Oh. I want to get them to see all of your things. Okay. Because um, we mentioned your website, your uh, Suit Up Geek, Geek Out. out. No, SuitUpGeekOut.com. Suit. And um, my social media hub is, what is it? Uh, it's my Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash stuff because I do a lot of stuff. And you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. A lot of places uh, at at Mr. Kapow. That's M R K A P A O. Uh, Toys Little Live, Nerdbot. Uh, I I also now have a coffee uh, coffee. Yeah. So if people want to, is it coffee yeah, or coffee? coffee? I think it's coffee. Okay. So if people want to donate me uh, the price of a coffee to help me fuel my days while working on all these projects that'd be awesome i'm also on blank slate that's on tuesdays at 8 p.m to like 11 on the scabby rooster channel on twitch and uh yeah well like i said michael powell and i do stuff it's ridiculous how i uh how i went on your site and i was like well because i found your site your per, your professional site on your professional page on facebook and i saw all of the things that are connected to everything and i'm like wow you're really good at being consistent on everything you do one of my th- one of my models is if you ain't hustling you ain't living 